0: Hi everyone, it's early November. That means Thanksgiving is right around the corner, and that usually means over here a house full of friends, relatives. It also means insane amounts of noise, which personally I hate. But more importantly, so does Izzy, my poo that you guys commonly see on my Instagram stories. Thank God, at least for him, there's tongue treats. These are little CBD strips formulated for pets. It immediately goes right to the brain, so there's no wasted time getting processed in the stomach and all that kind of crap. So tongue treats, CBD strips must be nice. By the way, this is the Hard Parking Podcast. I am your host, Jay Finning. Coming up, I'm going to review the 2020 Chevy Tahoe LT. I just got back from Minnesota. For those of you who listened to the last episode, you know I was going to be gone for a week. Thank you for everyone who reached out with your thoughts and prayers regarding my father. Wes Tankersley from the... Shipping Success Podcast is going to be on a little later to talk about his new Honda Pilot as a social media highlight of the week. And Labib's going to stop by to talk about dead batteries, what you should do if you get a dead battery for the Builders' Corner segment. We also have the Q&A segment that wraps up the show typically, and we also have a guest for that segment, Reds, Red from Red's Ramblings Podcast. If you're new to the show, thank you. Thank you if you are a returning listener. Some notes from the last episode uh, regarding my my recently deceased father. So I think I had confused a few people out there, and it was probably my fault. I recorded that episode. I videoed that episode less than 24 hours after I was told my father died, and it was unexpected. But I had mentioned that my father was not my best friend, and it was processed by some, and again, that's probably my fault, as if he and I didn't really get along. We got along great. We butt heads, you know, as a teenager for me in my early 20s but I think that's to be expected. But when I say we weren't best friends, there's a lot of people out there who say their mother is their best friend, their father is their best friend, and they have a certain type of relationship that I don't have with my parents. And again, I don't have a big family, and so my close friends become kind of that extra extension. But I love my father. And after I recorded that opening, I gave him that toast, turned the camera off, poured another drink for him, and I started bawling. I was bawling as I posted on social media, but I posted with no context. So if you go back and you look on my J underscore travels page, JHAE underscore travels page, you'll see on October 21st, it's just a rocks glass full of Seagrams, a bottle of Seagram 7 in no words. There was no context. So I was bawling when I posted that. And then my wife asked me if I wanted to go watch TV because she didn't know what was going on. And I said, yep, I'll be right there. I cleaned myself up and um, went downstairs. And that was really it. But I actually drank a little of that Seagram 7 every day when I'm home at night. And it's just one drink, one drink for dad every night. I just finished the bottle recently and it punctuates the finality of the situation for me. But I thought I would clear that up a little bit, that uh, we got along great, but I never considered my father my best friend. So we'll move on. One of the things that, you know, going to Minnesota, thats the first time I've traveled in a while, although I went to a friend's wedding a few months ago. But other than that, the airplane was packed. I was a little disappointed with the airlines, given everything that's going on with COVID still, the masks, you know, how much do they really help? We're not sure, but we do know they do something. And a lot of airlines leave the middle seat open. Sometimes they stagger the seating. But it's a business. It's an industry. I understand that they're hemorrhaging money. People are losing their jobs. But I think it's just a bad look when you decide to pack in airlines when everybody else is still trying to practice social distance. Still trying to figure shit out. It was just a bad look. But it did give us an opportunity to travel. And uh, sitting in the airport, I realized something that I've thought about lately. And for those of us who are I don't know, visually gifted, in a sense. I don't know if that's the right word. So I used to be a bouncer, and I was really good at taking fake IDs. And I don't know if that's just because I was an illustrator. As an artist, I paid attention to, extreme attention to detail. But one thing I noticed lately is with people in their masks, the more you see people, the more you start to pull out features of just the top half of their face, and you start to recognize Whereas in March, April, May, you don't know who you're looking at half the time because everybody seemingly feels like they kind of have the same eyes, but they really don't. And so now a lot of the people that I see, like at the gym, out and about, employees somewhere, if I were to see them without their mask, I would probably recognize them. Whereas before, it's very difficult to recognize people with their masks on that you're used to. But there's another thing, and I'm guilty of this, and I hope some of you people are guilty of this too. Have you started, like, sizing up people's masks, almost like a fashion statement, how people, like, look at each other's shoes? We're all guilty of it. We're all guilty of looking at somebody else's shoes. And I don't mean whether they're wearing the latest Air Jordans, but we're just guilty. Like, damn, that person's shoes or they need some new shoes. Their shoes are fucked up type of deal. And I look at people's masks like a fashion statement. Like, mm, that mask, mm, probably got that in March. It's not going to do shit for you and it's ugly. Or wow, that's a fashionable mask. I want a mask like that. It's kind of interesting and in March and April nobody cared. But people do care. Some of you listening think I'm insane by saying that. But people want the fashionable, the cool-looking mask. You know, maybe you get the one with a little vent on it with the with the carbon filter, which by the way does absolutely nothing for you. Look it up. Nothing for you. You know, and then some people have the cool one that covers your face and then has a little piece that kind of goes up like a little flap. Like, that's the one I have. And it's got the two layers. Then it's got the poly poly something layer. And then it's got another layer. And you got to wash it every day. And as long as you wash it, you're good to go. Polypropylene. Yeah, it's got the polypropylene layer in the middle. But anyway, I started looking around a mask like a fashion statement. So depending on how long we're stuck in this, Because in March, it's like, oh, this will be over by June. But here we are in November. Infection rates rates are climbing again with people contracting this COVID. So I don't know. Maybe I didn't get some fashionable masks. One of the other things that I noticed when traveling, people who are on standby on flights, they get mad if there's more than one and you can't sit with your significant other or your family And we're not talking about people who have been displaced from their flight, but people who are a legit standby, who choose to be on standby. Like if you want to make sure you're sitting next to people, buy your tickets ahead of time and pick your seats. for the social media highlight of the week sponsored by kuya automotive currently specializing in new and used nsx parts nsx owners hurry up and head over to kuya auto that's one word k-u-y-a-a-u-t-o dot and inquire about group buy and special pricing or on instagram at kuya underscore automotive that's kuya automotive for big brothers looking out for you west tankersley of the shaping success podcast welcome back to the show
1: what is happening jay
0: not too much. I um, I dragged you onto the show this week because you just bought a brand new Honda Pilot, 2021, and this has nothing to do with the main show sponsor of right Honda for this show. But I figured it'd be a perfect opportunity since we're really good friends. Talk about your new vehicle because you're not really well. We'll let you tell them. <laughs> so why the Honda Pilot, man?
1: Well, you know for. As long as I can remember, my wife's first car was a Honda Accord, is a 1986 Honda Accord, and we've always been kind of a Honda Chevy family. And so my work truck is a Chevy, and and I had traded in a Honda Civic for a pickup because I wanted one. And we kind of got, we had a we had a pilot before that was paid for. And so when I got my new job, they gave me a truck. And so we sold the pilot because it was paid for, and the truck was leased, and we hung on to that. My wife was having a hard time getting in and out of that thing. She drove it for a year and a half, and and, uh, I was never really happy with the trucks. You know, they've kind of changed over the years, and so we just kind of went back to what we had before. She really liked her pilot and uh, went in there and got one that's just a little bit upgraded from the one we had before.
0: The truck, you got rid of thats So last time you were on the show, you were telling us on The Builder's Corner how to install Nerf bars. That's the truck?
1: Yeah, that's the one. And the reason why I was doing those Nerf bars was because she was having a hard time getting in and out of it. She actually hurt her back um, at work and she was having a really hard time getting in and out of it because it was so high up because I put a leveling kit in it. And um, it's not really, you know, I'm 6'3 and my wife is 5'5. So she's had a hard time getting in there. So we threw the Nerf bars on there, hoping that that would fix the situation, but it just it didn't. So, so it you have worse. a Honda
0: Pilot. You, is this, uh, I think you were saying this is a black edition? What's yeah. different from the black edition? Like, how is this different from your last one? And, and, uh, what are some of the cool things about it? Like talk us through this awesome vehicle.
1: Yeah. So, you know, we had a touring, which was kind of like one above, it used to be, so we had a 2000, I think it was a 2017 Honda Pilot Touring, which was kind of the one below the top of the line at the time. So they had the touring and then they had the touring elite. So cause EXL touring touring elite. And now from what I understand, it goes from touring elite to the black edition so like the black edition is the more upgraded version basically what it comes with is black wheels black grill um it's kind of blacked out which is is really cool and then um you get inside this thing and the difference between the 17 from what i can see so far because when i got inside this 2021 and sat down i just felt like i was back in my other car and like it just felt so like it was deja vu. I just got in it. I automatically knew that I had to push my foot on the brake and push the button to start because it's got a push button start. Um, it doesn't Love have those. A, yeah, it's, it's pretty sweet. It doesn't have a shifter. So it has buttons. So you push, you know, you pull back for reverse and then you push the button for drive. But then it also has paddle shifters. So you can shift with the paddle shifters. Uh, one of the things that I really like about it in, instead of because it has three rows of seats, which... We rarely use the back one, but when we did, it was a pain in the butt to get in and out of the car because you'd had to lay the seat down and then climb over the laid down seat to get in the back seat, which we we rarely use anyway. But when you do, it was just a pain in the butt. So, this has second row buckets in it, so it has a bucket seat on each side, and then it has a little center console, and you just climb over the console, which is mounted to the you know the hump in the middle where the transmission goes. So it's a really tiny little hop over and supposedly you can fit three people back there, but there's no way two adults will fit back there and it probably wouldn't be very comfortable. I mean, you might be able to get three little kids in there, but sure. um, But yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. It has CarPlay. The other one that I had did not have CarPlay. It has a bigger, uh, bigger screen as well, bigger touchscreen. You know, it just seems like it's just better. It also has one of the really cool things that it has, that the other one didn't, is it has a wireless charging pad in it. So oh, you nice. can stick your phone down right in the center console and charge your phone. It's crazy.
0: Does it have wireless CarPlay too? That's a it thing. Does,
1: it does have wireless CarPlay. It also has, you know, Honda has their MyLink so you can set that thing up and have it go through there as well. But you have to, instead of just plugging it into the CarPlay, you know, like you take your lightning port adapter and you plug it into the USB, plug your phone in and it's automatically attached to the CarPlay. But you can also... You know go through the process of pairing your phone with into hooking it to my link and it'll work that way as well but i've never had like my pickup has the same thing it has the cord you plug it in it doesn't have the wireless carplay but it has it has to be plugged in and the sound is never good on a bluetooth carplay it's it's not as good as it being plugged in
0: plugged in right yeah so this thing's 280 horsepower now the towing capacity is thirty five hundred pounds. Is that going to be enough for you guys?
1: Yeah, so you know, we one of the things that we looked at because my wife wanted to, to have a tow hitch in it. She thought, you know, we might get a camp trailer, which I I think it would be plenty to tow a little camp trailer, like a um, little pop up, maybe. Yeah, you know, the guy that the guy that sold it to me has a twenty twenty EXL, which you know, I mean, it's it's still got the nine speed in it, like this one does.
0: Not as cool as yours?
1: Not as cool as mine, nope. But he has a towing package on it, which it looks way better when you buy it from the factory. Because my parents have an EXL. With, uh, they put in the aftermarket tow hitch and it looks like crap. So don't do that. But you have to actually buy a bumper piece to get the towing package on it. But I think that I looked at most trailers and it, it could tow a pretty light trailer. It wouldn't be too bad. You could get like one of those teardrop trailers, you know. Or a tent pop-up like you're talking about and tow it pretty easily. But if I need anything bigger than that, I got my I got my work truck, so I can use that whenever I want to. One more thing that I could tell you, too, that's really cool about it is it has heated steering wheel, which the other one did not have, which is nice. crazy. My wife will love that because when it snows around here, she's always like, I need to get some gloves because my hands are freezing.
0: And around uh, here is a star Idaho.
1: Yep, star Idaho, because it snows here a little bit. It's typically cold. The other thing is is that the passenger seats are also heated. Like the rear? Yep, the middle row, not the way back. But the middle row is the standard. Yeah. Yeah. And then also the front ones are air conditioned.
0: I was going to ask, do they cool? So does the steering wheel cool too? It's kind of weird. Like, have you ever driven around in a car with seats that cooled as well as heated?
1: I have not. So this is the first time that that's happened because I'm looking forward to that. So, because I get.
0: Let me tell you you what it's like. It's like you wet yourself, but it's cold. So it's almost like you ever gone to like a sports game or somewhere and you sit down and then you realize you sat on water or something wet.
1: Oh, like, yeah. Yep. Or a restaurant. That's what it feels like.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. it's like this weird, cool, stale feeling. But I mean, you'll get used to it, but let me know as soon as that happens. You you know, you should just turn it on cool and just sit in it just to, just to get used to it because it's kind of funky.
1: Well, the other cool thing about it that I was thinking about that they told me about, and I haven't set it up yet, but you can set it up so that you can use your phone to do the remote start. So it has a remote start, but one of the main things that sucks about it is my wife is a nurse. And so she's in the hospital, but they make her park way far away. And so it's snowing outside and it'd be awesome to start that thing. Well, you can't start it for like 80 yards is the, is the range on the remote start on the remote. But if you have the concierge, which it costs like 180 bucks a year, you can start it from your phone. So she could be, we talked about this, like you could be on an airplane flying into Boise and start it from there if there was snow on the ground to warm up the car so mm. that's a pretty sweet deal too.
0: yeah, hospital employees always get screwed with employee parking
1: yeah it's yeah, you should know it's pretty ridiculous like I would say that like where she parks versus where she works is is nuts.
0: yeah, I've had a few hospitals that I worked at, and if you have to park. Like if the IT center is in the hospital, then you typically have to get like a parking pass and you get screwed. But fortunately, a lot of the places I work, the IT building is just off the hospital ground. And so you have like your own dedicated parking lot. Because I've had that before. You have to freaking park and hop on a shuttle and it's like, man, this is garbage.
1: Yeah, and I bet that's, you know, like Boise, it's kind of a smaller hospital compared to some that you've probably worked at. But uh, it's, they don't have, I guess they do have a shuttle at some times, sometimes that run, but. For the most part, it's walk your butt there.
0: All right, Wes. Well, thank you for sharing your 2021. Does anybody say 2021? Your 2021 Honda Pilot Black Edition with us today, and hopefully, people listening will uh, decide to go out and get one.
1: Yeah, and you know the cool thing about it too is you know you were saying that you know I didn't buy it from Right Honda, but they followed me on Instagram, so I was pretty excited to see that they right after you posted that they were they were on top of it. So,
0: you well, know. don't disappoint either one of us, man.
1: I'll try not to. I will try My
0: podcast to. Is, is hinging on on your <laughs> online conduct with your Honda <laughs> Pilot. I want to thank Wes Tangersley for coming by again for the second time. Always like having him on. Good friend of mine. Check out his podcast, Shaping Success with Wes Tangersley, where he tries to find the shape of success of all these famous people, all these successful people around the world. I was on the show once. You guys want to check that out? Hit me up. I'll tell you where to find it. Some of you listeners know that I recently reviewed the Honda HRV. So I did a YouTube video on it that some of you have seen, some of you haven't, but on the YouTube video, it was titled why I traded my NSX for a Honda HRV. It was a fun video that I did with my now show sponsor, right? Honda, where my car was on display in their showroom and I borrowed their car and acted like I traded my car in, and they acted like they couldn't sell it. And we had a really fun video out of it. Never meant to really be a video where I actually really traded my car in, but a lot of people were commenting on it without ever watching. Like, you're crazy. I would never trade my car in for an HRV. I, you know, for the price of your NSX, you can get three HRVs. Or I'll trade you my HRV. Or say it ain't so. No. Are you serious? It's like people, or you even get the ones where they're like, oh, what an idiot type of deal. It's like, look, man, just watch the fucking video. If you'd watch the video, you'd see that we were just having fun. No, I didn't trade my car in for an HRV. They are really nice, though. The one I had was really nice. But no, I didn't trade my car in for an HRV. But it's this thing that people just, it's a microcosm of social media. All these politics posts, these social justice and justice posts. Most people are just quick to type something. They're not going to look into it. In the case of this video, I put the information right in front of you. And you don't click on it, but you want to comment. And you go to the YouTube page, and it's the same deal. There's multiple comments in that video of people who obviously didn't even watch the video, but they thought they'd take the time to type in a comment. It's ridiculous. Anyway, coming up, Builders Corner. It's time for the Builders Corner, sponsored by Four Wheel Online. For over a decade, 4 Online has been bringing the best truck accessories and truck parts to enhance the appearance and performance of all trucks and SUVs, dedicated to providing an extensive range of upgrades that will match any make or any model on the road. Their truck products cover everything to give your truck a custom look and added functionality. Today's guest is a C5-Z06 on Street Roys. Labib, what's up?
2: Hey, thanks for having me, Jay. Thank you, thank you. Been looking forward for this
0: moment. Awesome, man. So um, the Builder's Corner, what are we going to be talking about today?
2: Well, we, we're we going to talk about dead battery. You know, everybody, once in a time, they face dead car battery on the way to work in the yeah. morning. So we're going to discuss that Sucks. a little bit. Sounds good. Okay, so I
0: go into the, the garage, turn the key. I hear some clicking or I don't hear anything. Battery?
2: Most likely nine out of 10 times it's your battery because you'll hear that click, click, click. Car doesn't turn over. Symptom of a dead battery. So now we got to go ahead and replace that bad boy.
0: Now, I don't know how many people in 2020 actually keep
2: jumper cables.
0: And I say that because I don't. I actually don't own a set of jumper cables. I have a trickle <laughs> charger what doesn't do anything for half my vehicles. But I do have a jump pack, which is only good for like a V6. So what, exactly. what's the next step? Should I jump the
2: car or what should I do? You know what? Um, if you don't already, I would go ahead and highly suggest everybody to go ahead and pick up jumper cable. You're never going to know when that one time. So, yeah, go ahead and get yourself some jumper cables. Now you want to use another car, whether it's your neighbor, depending on where you're located with a dead battery, just get another good car, right. go ahead and connect them. You know, you just want to be mindful that the negative to negative, positive to positive on each battery's post, right? You don't want to mix the polarity of these batteries.
0: Yeah. it's And it's color coded too, right? Like yellow and black or black and orange or black and red.
2: You got it. So the easiest way to remember this is, oh man, which is which? It's pretty universal to understand that, you know, black when it comes to electrical is always negative. That's what you want to do. You just connect the black to the negative post on both vehicles and be very, very mindful that while you're connecting these jumper cables between two vehicles, never let the cables touch each other. Right. The clamps at the end. Don't touch. Don't do that shit like on
0: TV where they like put them together just to create that spark. No, that's not needed. Yeah, this is
2: not Tom and Jerry. We don't want to hurt ourselves that bad. So go ahead and get those connected, both vehicles. And with the dead battery in the dead car, you want to make sure the person is in the good car and go ahead and have them crank it over. Let it run, you know, give it about a minute, two minutes for that good car to run. Send some juice current over to the dead battery. And go ahead and give it a shot. You know, go ahead and crank the key in the dead battery car in hopes that it'll fire up.
0: Now, this is assuming you are able to access because, like, if you, like my garage, and like you have a one stall garage, you can't get another car in there. But like in a parking lot, this works too. But um let's let's assume that you're able to start the car. Now, do you immediately disconnect, or should
2: you wait, or what should you do next? Great question. So what you do is you, once the vehicle starts, go ahead and disconnect the cables, but do not, do not. I can't emphasize this enough immediately shut off the battery that you just jumped, the vehicle you just jumped, because what you're going to be doing now is let the battery charge up a little bit because the alternator at this point in the vehicle has taken over, and that is recharging the battery while it is running. So, Got it. If you're on the way to work, good. Don't shut it off. Drive to work. If your work is good two minutes away, that's plenty of driving idle time. Then you can shut it off after that.
0: Good. All right, so if the thing doesn't turn over, you should probably take it out of your car,
2: right? Oh, man, so now you got another problem on your hands. So the car doesn't turn over. The good cars can't jump the dead car. And now you got to go ahead and replace that bad boy. So what you need to do is hopefully it's easily accessible. Typically what they do nowadays is, or from day one, they have a battery tie down. It's usually a bolt or two that holds the battery in place. Okay, so you can use every household tool has... You know, an adjustable wrench, just take it to the battery tie down, make sure that comes off. Once you've removed the battery tie down, now you have those two cables, the negative and the positive on the battery. You want to go out and disconnect those two posts. Use the same adjustable wrench, carefully loosen up those two cables on the battery itself. There's no need to loosen it up all the way, just enough to where you can disconnect it and just set them aside. Don't let them touch anything under the hood, set them aside. And now the battery should be free to come right out. Go ahead and pull it out now. Definitely be a workout. Go ahead and lift that battery out. Just take it to your nearest auto parts store AutoZone, O'Reilly, Walmart, Costco. They're going to go ahead and test it for you and confirm it is a battery. Okay. And now at that point, you're thinking, oh man, I got to buy a battery. Not a big deal. They come with warranty. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So a lot of batteries do have warranties. You may be, if you're lucky, you may be within that window and they'll just replace it for free and when they're charging it because i think you used to work at one of those places right like an auto zone yeah are they, they able to, to tell immediately if it's just yeah are they able to tell immediately if it's dead or does sometimes they have to borrow it and then i guess you're asked out with
2: they borrow it yeah what uh the, typically they can tell you right on the spot they bring a, a battery tester they connect it to the battery in the shop and they just read it out and if, if for whatever reason they cannot confirm it's a dead bad good whatever then maybe they'll borrow it charge it up in the shop you come back within a few hours and pick it up and Hope that it's got recharged.
0: Yeah, because I've had that happen where I've got, I've taken it in and they're like, well, we can't really tell if your battery's dead or not, but we'd like to try to charge it. And then like you know, they'll call back or I'll go up the up there later, and they're like, yeah, your battery's not holding a charge. You're gonna need a new one. That is correct.
2: So hopefully, you don't have to take it that far. You can just get it replaced. I mean, that is always up to the option of the uh, individual the too. They don't have to have it recharged if you need a battery right then and there. You can just say no, no, thank you. I'm ready to go ahead and purchase the new ones. Just give me a new one and I'll be out of my way. You can do that as well. Those are options that you have. And perfect. Perfect.
0: So before we wrap this up, what happens if I just replace my battery, like within the last few months, is there something, so I just replaced my battery three months ago and now the freaking car won't start. And we will just, we'll just assume that we already know it's not the alternator. Is there anything I should check for? Cause to me, that doesn't make sense. I'd be pretty pissed off. I'm out 120 bucks.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know what happens, you know, three months down the road, ban- brand new battery car won't start and you're kicking yourself. You know, you paid a good amount of money for this battery. Well, you, you want to look around, just make sure you didn't leave anything electronically on, you know, your dome lights, your vanity lights, and your mirrors. Just make sure, double check that there's no parasitic draw that's could be draining your battery when you're not driving it. And once right. you've confirmed that, then you can at least point your finger at the battery, assuming that it was just a defective battery
0: at that point. Right. So if you're into aftermarket stuff, you got a freaking new radio amp, if you just got something installed in your car on the interior, then you de- you also, you know, like you're saying, man, that could definitely be a culprit, especially if you've had to jump start your car more than once over the last, I don't know, a few weeks. I know exactly. I've had that issue before. Like the NSX is super weak. And so we have to keep them on a trickle charger. And then once you've started doing everything I've done, like your car, like your battery can go fast. So now right. every, time I, every time I'm every time i working on the car and I have to have the doors open, I always have the battery plugged up.
2: Very good point. You know, it could be something as little as like your dome lights on because you left the door open and you're just doing some stereo work. You're installing new LED bulbs. You're just doing something, cleaning it out. So, yeah, just be mindful of all those things and, you know, just process of elimination if your battery ends up going bad again and just make sure. Everything is in check. That you didn't leave anything on, and none of that stuff is parasitic draw. And good thing, you know, batteries these days come with warranty. It could be two years free replacement. Could be three years. It could go up to five years. So hopefully that covers you up at that point.
0: You're a good man. If somebody wants to get a hold of you, how can they follow you on social media? Do you have an open page?
2: You know what? I, I it's set up private, but I'll be more than happy to open it up. Um, yeah, you can go ahead and find me on Instagram. My name is. Labibi, so L-A-B-I-B-I underscore C-5-Z. You can find me on there, shoot me a message, ask me all kinds of questions, and hopefully I can assist you with it. Sounds good. Thanks, Labibi. I (music) I
0: want to thank Labib once again for coming on, kind of teaching us a little bit about uh, dead batteries. This Arizona heat is no joke, man. The heat kills your battery. It's a thing. I think the average life expectancy of a battery in Arizona is something like two and a half years, which is terrible. And just did the battery in my wife's Audi. And that one, the battery's located in the trunk. So if your battery dies, see what you can do to jump it. I don't have a a set of jumper cables, but I have like this little power pack. And it actually comes with like these mini jumper cables. And it's good enough to jump all of our cars. But they say you can't do it, use it on like a V8. But all of our cars are v6s i've started my nsx with this little jump pack so that's pretty cool so you can check that out one of the important things with the jumper cables though is just think so the cables come in two colors black and yellow black and red ideally you want to put the red on the red and the black on the black but as long as you put the same color on the same post you'll be fine so positive to positive negative negative but anyway it's time for the rental car of the week which is sponsored by higher quality detail out of tempe arizona They actually relocated. So you guys look them up. They've moved like a mile from where they used to be, if that. Their new shop is fantastic. They specialize in premium vehicle protection solutions and cosmetic customization. They are literally your one-stop shop, ranging from basic detail and options through ceramic coating pen correction, protection films, and more. So visit them at Ceramic Pro Arizona, one word, on Instagram, or Higher Quality Detail, H-Y-E-R, Quality Detail, online. And get started looking your best today. So as I said before, last week, I was gone. I would like to call it vacation, but it wasn't vacation. Father's funeral, which took me to Minnesota. So my parents live in this really, well, shit. So my mother lives in this really small town called Granite Falls, Minnesota. It's like a two and a half hours outside of Minneapolis. So I flew into Minneapolis, and it was unusually cold and windy for that time of the year. So it kind of sucked. In fact, there were little snow flurries already falling. And this was before Halloween. It wasn't normal for that time of year. So anyway, I picked up a 2020 Chevrolet Tahoe LT. So this is kind of their middle pack trim. Comes with leather. Uh, a bunch of small creature comforts and features. $55,000. We had the white and the black one. So I'm going to end up doing a full video review, much like I did the HRV. And it's going to come to YouTube, which, by the way, I changed the channel to Hard Parking Media. So it's no longer Hard Parking Podcast on YouTube. It's Hard Parking Media on YouTube. So you type in Hard Parking Media and you're going to find it. If you type in a Hard Parking Podcast, you're going to find it too. But don't be confused that the name says Hard Parking Media. But this is the podcast version. We'll start with the infotainment. I thought the infotainment was decent. It was somewhat intuitive. But, and I'll be honest with you guys, I was initially disappointed because I get in and I couldn't find the CarPlay. There was no CarPlay. And it's the same interface that I've seen in so many other American-made vehicles. I'm looking at this thing like, what the hell? This is stupid. If it were... <laughs> and guys, unless you've used CarPlay, you're not going to understand where I'm coming from. But if you have, you know the truth. I was like, this is stupid. I mean, if I just had CarPlay. So I'm sitting there and I'm complaining to my friends. Actually, Wes, a couple of segments ago, Wes Tankersley. I was complaining to Wes and a few of my other friends in a group chat. And he thought about it and he goes, you know what? He had the same thing in his Chevy truck. And there's this little thing on there called projection button. So when I have my iPhone plugged in, if I hit the projection button, all of a sudden the screen pops up for me to accept CarPlay, hit accept, and boom, there it was. After that, I was all good. So throughout the entire trip, riding on the highway, it felt good. You know, it was decently smooth. wasn't the smoothest ride. I mean, it's $55,000 SUV, but it wasn't a luxury SUV. So you're going to feel some bumps. You know, there's a significant road noise, but... The car overall was enough to get you where you wanted to go. It felt somewhat rugged compared to most of the other full-size SUVs I'd ever rented before in the past. So, for example, the Volkswagen Atlas, smooth as butter, but probably not nearly as rugged as the Tahoe. Let's talk about the seating. Plenty of room in the front, plenty of room in the first set of back seats. So this has a third row like everything seems to have these days. And the thing about the third row... And I've said it before with other SUVs, but it's more so with this one. So you might want to pay attention if you plan on renting one of these vehicles or buying one. The storage, if you use the third seats, the third row in the back is absolutely useless. For some reason, it's raised up a little bit in the back. So once the kids flew in and we had the kids and we had the grandbaby and we had the stroller and we had the child seat, it was so cramped in the third row just for four adults and a baby that we had to put half the third row down so that we could put the stroller back there. Because what would happen is if the back all the seats were up, including the third row, the storage space in the back wasn't good enough even for the stroller. Because if we were to open up the rear hatch, the stroller would fall out every single time. And that's kind of weird. It hasn't been like that with any of the other SUVs I've rented when you use, utilize the third row. like You could still use that storage back there. But for this Tahoe, which is a full-size SUV, you basically have nothing back there. So as wonky as that arrangement was, it worked out pretty much just fine all week until we went to dinner. And then there were six adults and one baby. So you would think third-row seating, six adults and one baby baby would be plenty. But we ended up having to leave the stroller in my mother's garage until we got back from dinner. And even with six adults, it was extremely cramped, which is really disappointing given the size of the vehicle. However, let's talk about power. So in the front, there were actually four USBs. There was two right, right under the radio controls, and then there was two in the armrest. And there's also two 12-volt sockets up front. The armrest storage was giant. It was the biggest armrest storage I have ever seen. In fact, I went to the liquor store, and I bought an eight-pack of soda, actually beer from my mom, and I bought a full thing of liquor. And by full thing, we're talking 750 milliliter. And I put those in that armrest, and they fit with plenty of room. You could almost double it as an ice chest. Maybe that's what it's supposed to be. Super weird, but super cool. And then also in the front, there's these two long storage slots, one on the driver's side, one on the passenger side, so you could put your cell phone down there. I usually have my iPhone down there. Or if you had an iPad, you could put it down there for the passenger because it's not safe for the driver to drive around with an iPad. You know, by the end of the week, I mean, this thing worked out perfectly for us, but one thing I always ask and for those of you who listen to the podcast, you're familiar with this, is what I rent it again or would I even buy one? And I've always looked at getting a Tahoe in the past, but they're just so damn expensive. And though they're more capable than most SUVs, their overall comfort and features usually fall short for the price. And while this is definitely a vehicle I would rent again over and over and over, I feel like with ownership, it would start to rattle after a couple years, so I probably wouldn't buy one. Besides, this one didn't even have Xenon lights. And for $55,000, you'd expect a simple upgrade like that to just be part of the car. And also, I feel like after a couple years of ownership, the Tahoe would just kind of look old. You know, it doesn't really hold up its design. So like a t- 2020 Tahoe that comes out in 2020, it looks like it would have come out in 2018. If that makes sense, compared to all the other SUVs. So I would say that if you had an opportunity to take a Tahoe or an Expedition, You're going to want that Expedition 10 times out of 10 because I've had one within the last year. It's more luxurious on the inside, better technology, and with that turbo they come with, it's sneaky fast. It's so fast, you'd want to be extra careful on the main roads so you don't get a ticket. But yeah, if you have an opportunity to rent a Tahoe, rent one. If you have an opportunity to buy one, I'm not saying don't buy it because you can tow some cool stuff with it, but I personally wouldn't buy one. Coming up, the Q&A segment. It's time for the Q&A segment sponsored by NSX Channel on Instagram, your number one source of NSX content. Check them out. That's NSX Channel on Instagram. That's right. They're still with us. They just switched over to a different segment sponsor. Today's guest is Red from Red's Rambling Podcast. You can catch his culturals edition on YouTube every Saturday. Talks to different people, literally talks to different people from around the world on YouTube and gets kind of their perspective on what life is like, where they're from. Super unique. I urge you guys to go check it out after this episode. Of course, Red, welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for being on.
3: Hey Jay, thank you very much, man, for having me. This is great, and I'm looking forward to seeing what goes down.
0: Yeah, then. So this is one of my favorite segments, and it's an opportunity that I give people to kind of submit questions. And I like sometimes I'm I'm selfish and I just do it myself, but sometimes I like to grab guests on. And I wanted you on here because you send me a lot of cool things. Throughout the course of the week, cool articles on cars and a bunch of other other stuff that I would typically not see. So I want to have you on the podcast as a recurring guest in the future. So this is kind of your introduction to my people. So people get used to Red because he's going to be on here more often. Sweet. One of the first questions comes from fan of the show who always writes in Possum Killer MK6. All right. What's the top three favorite dog breeds? Like, do you have pets? First off. I, I do have pets. Uh, my family's more of a cat. Cat people. So uh, yeah. it's
3: fine. Have <laughs> had so dogs you're gonna, in the either, past at
0: least. Either you taking or are you planning on taking over the world? Because the evil people always have cats.
3: I mean, if
0: that's the goal, you know, if that happens, I'm not gonna stop it. Hey, don't forget about me, man. Make me a general you. or something. I got you. So do you have do you have three favorite dog breeds? Um
3: if I had to say, like I know my aunt back in the day had a Britney Spaniel. So I remember like that one. And then Huskies, like, you know, Siberian Huskies are just badass looking.
0: They're beautiful. Right. So they're, they're incredibly playful, too.
3: Incredibly playful. So Siberian Husky, Britney Spaniel. And Britney I'm probably, Spears. <laughs> I don't know about that one now. But uh, I'd probably just have to go with a regular old Golden Retriever. You know, a classic nice. good, you know, family home dog
0: arguably one of the top 3 most loyal dog breeds of all time. Right. If you have allergies, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I've always had dogs growing up. And I had a I had a segment of my life where I didn't have a dog when I was living off on my own, had roommates. Yeah. Moved away, but once I reestablished a family structure, getting married, and my son kept asking for a dog, eventually we bought a dog which eventually became my dog. <laughs> So no order. I'm going to say Yorkie poo because that's my dog now, Izzy, that everyone sees on yeah. my stories and stuff. He'll be 13 in a couple months. Um, I'm going to go with, I think a Labrador, yeah. a like black, a black lab. So our, yeah. our one of the one of the biggest dogs in my life we had named Licorice, and she was a Labrador Doberman mix. Okay. She was all black. No, none of the, none of the little brown that some Dobermans have. Yeah. But she had kind of a longer Doberman nose, a little bit. Just like the Golden Retriever, one of the top, most loyal dogs, right. hunting dogs, family dogs ever. Exactly. And I think I'm going to go with a Siberian Husky as well. I lived with one of those for about a year when I was working in um, Frankenmuth, Michigan. I was around one from the age of like three months up to about a year. And my God, that was the most playful dog. Now, they shed like a motherfucker. Like they oh, are, yeah. They are the worst shedding dogs ever. Oh, yeah. They got to be. Those are like, hairstyles. You can <laughs> there, You can literally grow like on shedding season, and maybe it was kind of a puppy coat thing too. Yeah. But I could grab a clump of the hair and pull it up without hurting the dog and literally have a clump of hair in my hand. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. it was all over the house. It's all over the house. Four legged hairball. Okay. So what kind of car do you have?
3: I have a Tacoma uh, 2019. Nice. You Tacoma. got a taco. I do. I got myself a taco.
0: If you had to, re- how much do you love your taco?
3: I mean, I like it, but I want a Cybertruck when that bitch comes out. So I'm going to have my taco for at least another year or two. Then I'm going to get
0: myself a Cybertruck. That's the plan. So you've kind of re- answered the question before I asked it, but let's take it to <laughs> another level. So what's a car you really wish you had? Like, as you sent me some pretty cool cars?
3: I would say two. Probably my earliest rem- uh, memory. Of like favorite car, you know, growing up was an El Camino.
2: Oh, so my I've God. always had
3: I've always had a love of El Caminos. They're weird. And then probably have to be either no, yeah, I'll go with a Lamborghini Diablo.
0: Okay. So let's say you have a Lamborghini Diablo right now. Yes. So Chris Nestor asked, if you have to replace the NSX, what do you replace it with? So I'm gonna ask you, uh-huh. if you have to replace the Diablo, what do you replace it with?
3: Oh man, to replace the damn Diablo. Oh crap. Is is this for like vehicles that are out now? I you, can't cyber truck. Truck. Yeah, I can't you can't say Cybertruck. Yeah, I can't say Cybertruck,
0: because we already know that.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would probably say the um new Ram Eco Diesels.
0: So my man, my man Red, who loves El Camino, so that's strike number one, <laughs> just said he's gonna replace a Lamborghini Diablo with a truck. Yeah. Those new rams yeah, that's, what's that's what's out now, that's out now. those um, new rams are really nice.
3: they are they are oh I man one guy at work has one, and I don't like' him no more. Me and him were cool till they got that damn thing. It looks too damn good.
0: <laughs> that's fair. I think for me, I gave it some thought. I think for me, it would probably be an Aston Martin vanquish, oh yeah we're talking seven. like the 2000 and i don't know with the big fog lights because i was one of the cars and it's not going to be nearly as reliable as my nsx but there's something about that aston martin hand-built v12 corral when the car is operating mm-hmm. and it's like i have arrived i just pulled up here i am with my aston martin Vanquish. don't at me bro type of deal so i think that because I almost bought an Aston Martin Vantage, a V8 Vantage, yeah, before I bought my NSX. And it would have cost a little bit more, but since I spent my whole life wanting an NSX, I figured I'd be kind of cheating myself if I didn't buy one once I finally had the opportunity to. Right. I don't regret that one bit, but I think I would replace it with like a Vanquish. If I had to replace it, and it could be like a $20,000 difference swing. Because there's a lot of cars I like a lot. Oh, up to, yeah. And including the new car, but if... Iconic for me versus iconic for me. That, I mean, well, uh, wasn't that one the 007? That was Bond's car, right? A, I don't know if he had a he may have had a vanquish in one of the movies. I know he had he had the like a DB, a DBS. Yes. And I think he may have driven a vantage as well with the clear taillights. And he may have had a silver vanquish. I'll have to go back and look. Because I think in some of the movies, especially the um the Daniel Craig movies, he he goes through like two or three cars. I,
3: yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, driving around in a bond car. Shit. Why not, man? Well, why the hell not?
0: (laughs) Hell yeah. So Sebastian underscore 1581, and this is, we're going to get political here, and and I've said on my podcast before, I hate politics. Right. But given the... Climate. Climate, thank you. (laughs) What are your thoughts on voter fraud or just the election in general?
3: I mean, there's definitely got to be some. You now i mean our, our process is kind of shitty and outdated in my opinion anyways so i think there is some you know to what degree i'm not sure but i do think there definitely is some uh, i think we definitely need to relook just our system, election system in general because i mean the thing hasn't changed in years so it'd be nice to upgrade it to get it a little safer more secure and whatnot i know specifically um, To kind of kind of little uh, plug one of my episodes, actually, go ahead over in Estonia, I spoke with a lady from Estonia. Their national election is 100 percent online. It's electronic since, I think, 2005, if I recall. And, you know, the, even, even they still deal with some, you know, fraud here and there. But I mean, with any system, you're going to deal with some some sort of cheat somewhere, you know, especially when it comes to a, a national election. There's going to be someone somewhere hacking a computer, you know, and it's, it's going to happen. There's no, there's never going to be a perfect system. But if you look at, again, what they've done and they, they've been doing it for, you know, like I said, I think it's 2005. You know, that's 15 years, 15 at least, years. you know, and, and we're not even close to anything like that. So even if we could just look into what they do and what other similar co- countries do, it could probably benefit us a lot better in the long run for sure.
0: More stable for this uh, society, at least.
3: Right. And less of a headache. I mean, (laughs) because, man, this year has been a headache.
0: (laughs) I think, I don't as far as voter fraud, I don't know how much voter fraud it would take to actually really make a difference. Right. Right. Because what we know is, like, they're still tabulating for the presidential thing right now as of November 6, 2020. Yep. And some of the states like one of them, I think it was, I don't remember which one was ahead, but it was, they, they won the state by about 2000 votes. Yeah. But we're talking, it was like 1.6 something million versus 1.6 something million type of deal. And then that state is only worth so many electoral votes anyway. So I don't know if there's any way to completely get rid of voter fraud. I just don't know if the impact is, is that significant. Like we were talking about mail-in ballots and all that kind of stuff. And, they're saying the impact is so insignificant, right. which I kind of believe it's insignificant. But at the same time, if it comes down to 2,000 votes, maybe it is significant.
3: Yeah, it definitely could be But then you sway. have to
0: look into that. Um, but across the board, I don't think so. And as far as the the election in general, you're right. We need to do something different. Yeah. And I had a thought. And then as you're talking, I, thought, uh, I took that thought to another level. And the thought is, what you should do is just put down... Candidate A believes this. Candidate B believes this. Which one do you believe, do you agree with? All right. And vote from there. You don't know which one's Democrat. You don't know which one's Republican. You don't know which one is is one of the other eight parties that are out there. Right. I, I recently took a quiz. I don't want to call it a quiz. more a questionnaire. I side with .com political yeah, quiz. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And it took me like an hour to do it. And I ended up being like 78% transhumanist, which I didn't even know what the fuck that was. <laughs> right. And it was based on every oh, single shit. one of those answers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I agree with 78% of what they agreed with. And then when it came down to the Republicans and the Democrats, one was like 67% I agreed with 67% of their answers. And one was like 65% of their answers. Right. So I'm right like down the middle. Yeah. 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 So then it comes down to which one do I like better personally? And mm-hmm. then some of those, some of those answers the weight of them could be different. Like I could completely disagree with one of the major things, but I agree with a lot of the minor things. So. Oh yeah, for sure. I think having that mysterious system. And then as you were saying, I think they still need to, how do you prove that that's them? Well, then maybe you put them behind one of those, those screens where you're trying to disguise their voice, those witness protection things like on 60 oh, minutes. Yeah. And fucking change your voice where I believe that blah, 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 <laughs> right, blah, right, blah, right, blah, right. blah, blah, so then, you still don't really know who they are, but at least you know someone's sitting there saying that stuff. I don't know. I don't think it. I don't know. I don't it's like the question, bro. It's
3: a Sebastian, mess, Sebastian.
0: That's a shitty question. <laughs> You're lucky I didn't crumble it up. So Catherine H. Cox asks. Let me think of a good one. Uh, Catherine, <laughs> terrible contribution. You never followed up. Let's go to your question. All right. Red ramblings. One, hey. <laughs> number one music act you would love to see, Dead or Alive? You answer that question.
3: I, I would say, I'm, and, and mine's still alive, thankfully, but they're in their later years, so I would love to see them before they go, is the German metal band, Rammstein.
0: That I feel like I've my, heard of them before.
3: Oh, yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure you have. I mean, they've won a Grammy here in the States. so. Okay. Yeah. And they've been around for fucking ever. And just there, if you look up their concerts, it's, it's like a show in itself. You know, forget the the songs; it's, their concert is a show in itself. That matters, though. It does. Absolutely matters. You know? Absolutely, and I don't want you know listen to somebody just standing up there holding a the mic for you know three, four hours. It's like, boring as hell. Give me something to look at. And they have, like, they have uh, the lead guy. <clears> he'll <throat> kind of, like strap on every now and then, just like. Apparatus with metal wings that shoot fire, you know, it is a freaking show in itself. And again, you know, they're getting kind of old, so don't know how long they'll be around. So I'd love to see them before they're in a wheelchair on stage. You know what I'm saying?
0: (laughs) Definitely sounds like something you wouldn't see in America unless it was a Super Bowl halftime show. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the only time we have all the pyrotechnics and all the all the cool stuff going on. And I don't know, there's something about music from the other lands. exactly inspiring to me you know i don't know uh there's a few things and i don't have as, as cool of a response i used to be really big in electronic music yeah and i'm old you know i'm 44 but we're talking around the early 2000s my my biggest i was the biggest fan of dj tiesto amongst many others and i got to see him play at a club blue in Detroit. And to me, that was like, this is awesome. There's Tiesta right there, 15 yeah. feet above me, spinning this pack club. And that was kind of it for me. But I enjoy a lot of music. And so I thought about your question. I think it'd be something a little more relaxed. Like, it'd be, it, I think it'd be cool to see like U2 in their heyday. Okay. Or, or maybe even, you know, Tom Petty right. and the Heartbreakers. Oh, yeah.
3: Can't you know, can go that's wrong just, there either.
0: It's just good, great music. Right. Good, great. Can I say that? Can I say good, great? Yeah, sure. Why not? You just did. That's that's good, great (laughs) music that I think we lose sight of because I love love some of the hip hop. I like some of the R&B and I made the observation that, God, we could talk about music. Maybe we'll save it for your show, (laughs) but it's just kind of gotten away from itself. Oh, I I agree. And you can't just enjoy the music anymore without like into the great wide open. There's never going to be a song like that. Uh Uh-huh in the hip hop culture has not grasped the fact that you can still have a good song and a good message without talking about sex, drugs, Mm -hmm. violence, less violence. I think now it's more of just sex, 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 drugs, drugs, sex. I got this, I got that. I'm rolling this, I'm rolling that. And it's kind of sad. It's even more sad when I'm sitting back enjoying it. It's like (laughs) guilt. It's like, it's like surfing, surfing websites where when you get done, you feel a little ashamed. Right. Um. <laughs> oh, anybody walk through, you turn it down, like, oh, I wouldn't listen to that. Uh-uh. Yeah. Hacked. I got hacked. <laughs> One more question. So, ST and little ST, which is Andy Kugler. Shout out to Andy. What are your thoughts on the Forense? Lan- I don't know if it's Lanciere, Lanciar flying oh, car. Uh, I sent you this just for a heads up homework on it, just a little bit, a few minutes before the show, because you're a car guy, sort of. What are your thoughts on this thing?
3: I mean, the thing looks badass, let's be honest there. You know, they got some renderings and whatnot. It looks sleek as fuck. It does. But and and correct me if I'm wrong, it's it's more like in the concept stage, right?
0: Looks like it. Every photo looks to be like a, a computer render. render. Exactly. Yeah. Um,
3: but looking into it, I mean it what was it say it you know can be faster than your Lambo both on air and on land. I mean, that's cool shit. And I remember I, was, I used to watch uh, Jay Leno's Garage a lot, and he would, you know, when he would have his jet car on. And the fact that that used to be a thing back in the day, like legit jet cars on the road were a thing, is just crazy to think of nowadays. And I mean, yeah, like, you know, everyone grew up, you know, around my your generation watching the Jetsons and seeing all the, you know, sci fi, what, you know, 2000 or 2020 was supposed to be. And, According to them, we're supposed to be flying already. We're way behind. Right? (laughs) We're all way behind back to the future. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, it brings back that little kid in you, you know, watching sci fi and, you know, futuristic cartoons like Jetsons back in the day. Like, oh shit, we're almost there. You know, we'll be flying around in no time. And there are some, you know, that look more like helicopters these days. Uh, that are legit things. So I'm all for it if it comes around. I am all for that thing. I was saying that thing looks badass, sleek as hell, nice, blacked out, and everything. And I th- I think one of the article I read said the tires retract. So I'm like picturing my head like the fast, you know, the Back to the Future, how they flip on the side and whatnot. Like a car that actually does that for real, Lincoln Fly. That just sounds amazing.
0: Hell yeah, do it. And also, um. James Bond. So he had the old White Lotus that yeah, did that in the that old movie. Right. Yeah. That is right. I forgot about Wheels that one. Tucked. The submarine car. Oh, yeah. Although, I think it flew too, didn't it? Maybe? I thought one of the cars, didn't. wasn't there a car that came out of the barn in one of those movies that flew? Like one of Sounds, the bad guys' it, cars?
3: It does sound familiar. It does sound a little bit familiar.
0: Yeah. So I'm looking at this thing. That's Forenz Lanciare, firenzelanciar com for people following along. I'm trying to figure out how do these, and I don't want to spend too much time on this, but where do these wings come from?
3: Yeah. yeah. These wings
0: are big. Like, where the hell do they come from?
3: Yeah, I can only imagine it come out, you know, the floorboard somehow, so the deck's got to be pretty thick.
0: Yeah, and if they kind of modulate out like the sci-fi movies, like MCU, then how does it retain its strength? You know what right. I mean? Right. So it's kind yeah. of one of those things. It, it looks super cool. The concept is cool. It's got a few goofy things about it. I mean, it's all electric. It's powered by will be powered and this is all theoretical. Yeah. by Tesla Motors. <laughs> right. Says 1000 horsepower. Three, 0 to 60 in 3.4 seconds seems a little underwhelming for something like that.
3: Yeah, with jet, with two jet engines?
0: Yeah. Two jet engines. Yeah, 1000 horsepower. It's a four-seater.
3: Oh, ah, I didn't come across that one. That's yeah, right.
0: four seats, luxury sedan interior. Okay, so though I don't know if I'm gonna sign up for this. It is pretty cool. <laughs> um you know, them heralding being a thousand horsepower. I was like, okay, that's cool, but I decided to look it up and there are a lot of vehicles with a thousand horsepower. So the horsepower being the one of the highlights shouldn't nah. even be there. Right. You know, this yeah. thing could fly. Right. I mean, we That's have all you
3: need a family flying vehicle.
0: Yeah. I mean, we have a couple Bugatti's, all right. these eggs <laughs> all go well for the thousand. The SSC's, Hennessy Venom, Pininfarini has one. Aston Martin, actually, the Aston Martin, uh, the Aston Martin Valkyrie. That thing, 1,100 horsepower. So flying cars for the future, man.
3: I'm all for it. Hell yeah. Fly around the world with the family.
0: Why not? Red, I want to thank you for joining the uh, the podcast, the Q and A segment. So, how can people get a hold of you?
3: Well, like you said earlier, you know, you can find me on YouTube. It's my main channel, Red's Ramblings. But also get me on Twitter and Instagram at Red's Ramblings One, and that's that's pretty much it. I got a Facebook page as well, you know, for my podcast. But again, that's Red's Ramblings. So everything's Red's Ramblings except for Twitter and Instagram, which is Red's Ramblings One.
0: He's not hard to find. Look for (laughs) kind of a baby face guy with red hair and a red beard.
3: Yes. Very, very long red beard.
0: Yeah. But most of his pictures are going to be him and another person because, again, his YouTube channel.
3: Right. He
0: does the culturals every Saturday where he goes around the world and talks to different people.
3: Oh, yeah. I got one dropping tomorrow. Funny enough, you mentioned Bangladesh with an individual from Bangladesh.
0: So by the time this episode comes out, you can go back and take a look at it. Look for the one that comes out on 11-7. Oh, yeah. This episode will come out on 11... What's the math? Nine? I think it's Monday. I don't know. Yes, sir. So you guys check that out after you check this out. Thanks, Red.
3: No problem, Jay. Thank you for having me, man.
0: Thank you, Red, from Red's Ramblings Podcast. I have to say that over and over. It's like a tongue twister, like Peter Piper picked a Pickle Peppers. Red's Ramblings Podcast podcast. You can check them on YouTube every Saturday, a new episode, usually talking with someone from the other side of the world. Pretty fun, pretty educational. You know, as, as, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, Thanksgiving is right around the corner. And so this is a time to spend with your family, your friends. And it's, it's, it's also kind of weird because it's 2020. So you know, what do you do? Do you pack your house full of family like you usually do? Or do you keep your distance? I don't know what you guys are going to do. Like I said in the beginning, we're going to have a kajillion people in our house, which probably isn't the most responsible thing to do. I want to thank Wes Tankersley for coming on the show. I also want to thank Leb for coming on the show. Still chasing Noel G. Have a couple other guests lined up. See if we can squeeze them in before December. Toward the end of December, I'm going to do a bunch of, uh, I think, best, best of shows. Please share this podcast. If you like it, share it with a friend. That's the fastest way I can grow. If you want to support the podcast, there should be a link in the description going to move to our Patreon soon. I know I've said that before, also going to do a programming change, but I think I'm going to wait and announce that later on the year. I've been having problems with my links showing up. Sometimes they show up and sometimes they don't. So it's very frustrating because I want to list all my guests in the description with links on how you can reach out to them. And so if you can't reach out to them, let me know, shoot me an email at hardparkingpodcast at gmail.com gotta think of sponsors right honda out of scottsdale arizona higher quality detail cooja automotive nsx channel booster bath and four wheel online follow me on instagram at n a2 nsx or j travels that's jhe underscore travels facebook at hard parking media twitter at hard parking pod like i said earlier a new youtube page you can find it under hard parking podcast or hard parking media it's me you can tell just look at it just subscribe if you're not subscribed already i mean you could just support me you can shop the Teespring page. Thank you, everybody, for putting up with me and listening to the show. I can't grow unless you tell people how incredible this podcast is. So let's do this. Let's grow this thing together. As a lot of you guys know, my daily driver is a 2007 Infiniti FX35 Sport. It's about time I put some money into it. Can't just drive the NSX around all the time, looking nice. Want to get some wheels? For over a decade, 4 Wheel Online has been bringing the best truck accessories and truck parts to enhance the appearance and performance of all trucks and SUVs. They're dedicated to providing an extensive range of upgrades that will match any maker model on the road. Their truck products cover everything you need for a custom look and added functionality. I was talking about a wheel and tire package. Head over and use a configuration tool. They carry all the major brands of wheels and tires, so go get outfitted today. Visit them at 4 wheel Online that's four wheel singular online are you tired of blowing out your back at the bathtub while washing your dog or subjecting your canine to a water torture bath while leashed up to a post outside now there's a far more effective way to wash your pet while saving your back and keeping your dog happy it's called booster bath a portable bathtub on legs head over to boosterbath.com one word and pick one up available in three sizes this tub system features a drain a soap cubby, and water-controlling wand, this tub conveniently breaks down to be stored when not in use. Want to save 10% on your first-time purchase? Head over and sign up today to make that happen. Boosterbath.com
1: Shut up!